1: The Filipino youth have gone back to school, public schools especially here in the Philippines. Kumusta naman ang opening ng classes?
2: And speaking of the reopening of classes, what stays about ABS-CBN returning on air?
1: Malapu sa Quezon City ako si Robbie Alampay pumapa-podcast
2: at ako si Inday Espinavarona. It's October 7. You're listening to Teka Teka Balita para sa mga huli sa balita.
1: Tekateka, teka. before we proceed, if you're listening to Tekateka, teka, then chances are you already also know about Puma Podcast. But please be aware that we have also now put Tekateka teka on its own channel wherever you podcast. So if you wanna binge just the news, please do follow Tekateka. Teka. But continue to follow Puma Podcast because as you know, maramita yung ginagawa na iba pang mga proyekto.
2: Now, Rob, let's talk about the reopening of classes. There were lots of stories about teachers and students struggling to get the right speed so they can conduct lessons. And there was that one story which had a lot of photos of teachers on a roof.
1: Mm -mm, We've heard those stories, in Indai, and nobody said it was going to be easy. But to give us a clearer picture of some of the challenges that comes with online learning— Here's Christine Chung.
0: Robbie Indai. After rescheduling twice, public schools officially had their first day of classes last Monday. More than 22 million students enrolled this year according to DepEd. Pero nakita natin sa mga reports na despite this 99% enrollment rate, mababa naman ang student attendance. Maraming nahirapan mag-connect noong unang araw ng klase. And we have stories online of teachers scrambling to get internet signal or students just having to walk a kilometer or so para lang maka-charge ng cellphone. And so we talked to Carlo Fernando. Carlo was a public school teacher and now works as an executive assistant sa CHED. At nagbigay siya ng three levels of concern nila sa ginagawa nating flexible learning.
3: The first one is on the level of access. Meron ba akong access sa libro? Meron ba akong access sa device? Meron ba akong access sa isang object? Object being, it could be a computer, it could be a laptop, it could be Wi-Fi, it could be hardware, it could be software. And given, you know, the topography, the landscape of the Philippines, we are archipelagic, there are coastal, there are mountainous areas, therefore affects the level of access that teachers, students, and parents would have when it comes to these certain objects. But not only objects, there are also skills. So there are also students who also face learning challenges or learning difficulties. Um, There are also those teachers who also are thinking of their own personal and mental health. The second level is on quality. The Philippines rank the worst when it comes to the Philippine International Student Assessment or PISA you know, reading or writing through various approaches if the parents of our students also could not read. I used to teach in a public school here in Quezon City, which they also label, quote unquote, the last section. And I'm not sure if I'm also speaking here on experience, but usually these students who could not read, even in grade three, they also have parents who could not also read.
0: Flexible learning is a mindset that learning can be implemented, planned for, and measured on various capacities and modalities. Sa madaling sabi, It is to grow and adapt that learning can continue by capacitating teachers and addressing the holistic development of students. Sa mga public schools, students can access their modules in two ways, printed or digital. Pero, kinwento ni Carlo na iba pa rin talaga ang face-to-face learning.
3: It's very challenging. Firstly, you can mandate, and I also respect this from my students, if they also prefer not to show their faces via webcam. I respect that. If they are not fully confident on it, then it's fine with me. But at the same time, it feels very different because I really miss the sense of learning and also seeing whether my students are actually learning. Because we can project a lot of interest and disinterest to a particular topic through non-verbal communication, na kaba or na ba yung mata mo? or you know na kaba. At the end of the day they also somehow feel that there are tendencies that they are just submitting requirements but not necessarily learning and so i think that is one challenge that teachers would want to address
0: of course there's still a lot of challenges to fully address the sense of flexible learning nationally some our regions education policies are interpreted by the regional offices with their own research aside from targeting specific challenges The Commission is institutionalizing more long-term efforts in education. Here's Carlo.
3: I think here in the Commission, we are excited not only to respond to more current scenarios, but we are also providing trainings to our education leaders when it comes to future thinking. So this means really thinking about learning and teaching, not only when a pandemic happens or when, you know, as they call it, force majeure, meaning isang malaking-malaking pangyari na nagkagulo lahat. But, you know, really training that sense of flexibility and adaptability. So, even at the Department of Education, they established what they call the Futures Thinking Unit. So, mas nagiging ganun na
1: yung policy. Maraming salamat, Christine Chung. <laughs>
2: On a different kind of reopening, let's talk about ABS-CBN. Reports say it will start airing entertainment programs on Saturday. But this will be on a different channel. Ito yung dating Zoe TV Channel 11 ni Brother Eddie Villanueva of the Jesus is Lord Church. They have rebranded this channel and called it A2Z. ABS-CBN and the Zoe Broadcasting Network are committed to work together to provide entertainment, public service programs, and educational content to the public. The channel-
1: mm-hmm. That's right. ZOE so Broadcasting and ABS-CBN announced this on Tuesday. Basically, shows like its showtime will be leasing airtime from Channel 11. Tanda natin, ABS-CBN's franchise was forced to shut down its free TV and radio broadcasts last May when its franchise expired. Their bid for a new franchise was denied by the House of Representatives in July. But we knew that the franchise is separate from the business. Yung ABS-CBN as a company, tuloy-tuloy lang. So they don't have their congressional franchise, they don't own any part of the spectrum anymore, but they own a lot of content and nobody can stop them from finding ways to air that content.
2: We know, of course, that entertainment is the financial lifeblood of a broadcast network, and that's not just for ABS-CBN. So the fact that these shows are coming back on free TV means some recovery for the battered broadcast giant. And yet, for many people out there, the loss of ABS-CBN means a huge vacuum in the free flow of vetted information, what we call the news.
1: But that said, of course, you still hear some signals from the House of Representatives. Diba? Tandaan natin. Their line was that while the different regulators from the SEC to the NTC to the BIR had all vouched for the compliance of ABS-CBN, ultimately, ang naging linya ng mga congressman, no, anti-oligarchy And that signaled that they were putting pressure not just on ABS-CBN, the company, but the Lopeces who owned ABS-CBN as a business family. So the pressure is still there, not just on ABS-CBN, but on the entire Lopez group. It will be interesting to see how, if at all, this continues to play out, not just on the level of business, but on the intersection in this country between business and politics. Now let's talk about Stories Abroad. In our last episode, we usapan natin yung balita na COVID si US President Donald Trump. Now, Carl Javier looked into this story and actually listed down the other world leaders who also got COVID. At mahaba-habang listahan list. Here's Carl.
4: Robbie, Inday, what's dominated the news cycle has been US President Donald Trump's getting COVID. One of the reasons it's been such hot news Along with the fact that he does know how to draw a crowd, is that he had long downplayed the virus. And now, some are identifying one of the events he held as a super spreader event. But what might interest our listeners is the fact that he's only one in a long list of leaders, heads of state, and high ranking officials who have tested positive or been exposed to the coronavirus. As of the writing of this, Ursula von der Leyen, President of the European Commission of the EU has tested negative, but she is still in isolation after coming into contact with someone who had tested positive. Malaysian Prime Minister Muhyiddin Yassin is also under self-quarantine, even if he too tested negative after exposure to a minister who was positive. Eight leaders have tested positive, but the list could be longer. Some of the more familiar ones are Prince Charles and Prime Minister Boris Johnson of the UK, Prince Albert II of Monaco, and Juan Orlando Hernández of Honduras, and Jair Bolsonaro of Brazil, who famously downplayed the impact of COVID-19. One thing to consider is that all these high-ranking officials have access to the best medical treatment. It's clear that even though the world has been battling this pandemic, it's still capable of infecting people, no
1: matter how high their positions are.
2: Maraming salamat, Carl Javier.
1: In as you know, we're doing this Pan-Asian series about rights under lockdown with Ted Te. Ted, of course, hosts the TED Talks podcast, which is also powered by Puma Podcast. Now, we've spoken about everything from the Grand Mananita protest to red tagging of journalists and critics during the COVID lockdown. This week, we talk about the Bayanihan to Heal as One Act. Now, this was the emergency powers given by Congress to President Duterte to address the health crisis. And although expired na yung law na to, we have to take note of some provisions that were really problematic so that we can learn from it at the very least. Catch this mini series on the Teka Teka channel wherever you listen.
2: But let's go back to what's been happening in the House of Representatives. Now, things seem to be really heating up, especially that they've announced going on an early break. Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano forced the early suspension of session in the approval and second reading of the proposed 2021 budget.
1: Yes, Congress was supposed to start their break in October 17. But before that, October 14, they were supposed to decide on whether to push for the term-sharing agreement between Cayetano and Velasco. But let's talk about that budget, itong 4.5 trillion budget for 2021, because some lawmakers fear that the budget was not thoroughly discussed. Some even say they could not object to the passage of the budget because their mics were put on mute during the Zoom call. Concord in by what?
4: 20, 25 people on the floor? Because Mm-mm. he did not allow
1: the Zoom vote. Mm-mm. As
4: we were shouting at the top of our voices that we were objecting.
2: I guess nakikita talaga natin yung disadvantages nitong lockdown at kung paano ito nakaka-disrupt ng processes sa negosyo at lang na sa kongreso. We'll just have to wait and see what the Senate does.
1: And before we end, can you guess what this sound is all about?
2: That's so fascinating. Friends, if you know what we're talking about, message us at our Teka, Teka Facebook page.
1: Lumabas yan last week. Talagang mahiwaga. And alam niyo ba kung sino nagsasalita sa mystery soundbite natin in the last episode?
3: Today, we celebrate a great victory. We declare our victory over COVID-19 the destroyer of our lives, the destroyer of our economy, and of our way of life and society. But we will not allow COVID-19 to destroy our children's education and their future.
2: That's Education Secretary Lenore
1: Priones. Follow our page, Teka Teka, for more news stories and Puma Podcast for more updates on our new podcasts. Muli, ako po si Robbie Alampay.
2: At ako si Inda, Espina,
1: Teka Teka, like Puma Podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. This episode was produced by our executive producer, Kat Ventura. It was edited by Mark Casilian.
2: With reports from Christine Chung and Carl Javier, maraming
0: salamat po.